Hello and welcome. If your life is going exactly as planned, this is not the podcast for you. But if things haven't gone as expected, you will want to join me, Cheryl Wolverton, licensed clinical social worker and life coach, as we explore how to make a life when things don't go as expected. I've been helping women face, cope, and thrive with those expected and unexpected transitions and changes throughout my career. And the How to Make a Life podcast provides the best tips and suggestions for those of us facing career changes, health concerns, relationship issues such as divorce, death of a loved one, and much more. Join me twice a month as we explore all areas of well-being, including our mindset, fitness, nutrition, and personal development, and we create the life that you desire. Life doesn't come with instructions. Let's start writing yours. Welcome back, my beautiful friends. As I begin talking about my focus today of life not going as planned, I need to note that the way in which I'm recording my episodes is certainly not going as planned. With the current anxiety and stress that we are all dealing with regarding COVID-19, I know that many of my clients are benefiting from the topics I'm discussing, and I want to share them with a larger audience here. The truth is, there are times in life when we simply need to let go of our plans and do what is needed. I hope you will find something that you need to hear in today's episode. When I first recorded my intro that you just heard, where I state, if your life is going as planned, this isn't the podcast for you. We lived in a world where so many of us were living with set routines and schedules, regular deadlines and plans. I came up with the podcast statement because most of my clients came to me and come to me stating, hey, this isn't what I had planned. I know that right now there cannot be an individual in this world who can state, hey, this is part of my plan. And now this is perfect timing to be discussing this subject. And truly as a life coach, this is where I start with all my clients when we first meet. Life isn't going as planned for any of us right now. Some have lost jobs. Others are struggling to maintain a small business. We're not able to see our loved ones. Weddings are being canceled. Prom and graduation will likely not happen for high school students and college students. Dream vacations have been rescheduled or simply will not happen. If you're working, you're likely adjusting to working from home and learning new technology and finding appropriate space. Or you may be a frontline worker who's needed more than ever. We find that our favorite stores have been closed. How we now interact with each other has changed. We get stressed out about a cough or a fever. There's not one area of any of our lives that has not been impacted over the past few weeks. I use a lot of analogies with my clients in regards to discussing situations as I sometimes feel that a visual is the best way to acknowledge how someone is feeling. One of my favorites to use is to imagine your life as a jigsaw puzzle. With all of the pieces in your life, the family, friends, work, hobbies, places you go, the routines you have, all playing different size pieces. When life is, in quotes here, normal, these pieces are of different shapes and sizes and they fit together to form your life. Now let's say four weeks ago, your life was intact. 
that you were relatively happy with it. And then suddenly, things began to change. Your business shut down, or your work was moved to home. Then stores began closing, and perhaps even you became sick. When there's a change in our jigsaw puzzle, I say it is as someone has taken that piece from your puzzle, and now there's a significant hole. If a puzzle's lying flat with a missing piece, it's still intact simply with a hole. But we all know life is not stagnant, and our jigsaw puzzles need to move daily. This is when I ask my clients, what happens if we try to pick up a puzzle with a missing piece or pieces? It falls apart, they answer. And everyone agrees when they meet with me that yes, this is indeed how they're feeling. I am sure that many of you may be feeling like your life is falling apart and it isn't connected anymore. Even if it's just one piece that is missing or one piece that has been significantly changed, your life is different and this creates discomfort and a variety of emotions. The emotions that you're feeling are likely varied right now and there's no right or wrong way to feel. What you're feeling is grief. Many people do not consider that we grieve more things in life than the death of a loved one. But anytime there's a loss or change in our life, we are going to grieve. I am going to talk a little bit about grief here. And I always say as a trained grief counselor, I can talk all day about the subject. You and I do not normally grieve on a daily basis. But grief and all of the emotions that come with it are normal. I like to say grief is normal, but we don't normally grieve. These emotions are uncomfortable and we never really know when they're going to hit us and how we're going to feel. It's also important for me to remind everyone there is no right or wrong way to grieve. They're simply healthy and unhealthy. As I look at how everything is going in this world, I see that in many ways we are treating each other right now just as a grieving individual is often treated when they lose a loved one. Sadly, I have been seeing various sides of coping being preached and thrown around. There are those who are saying, don't waste this time, be productive, learn something, do something you've always wanted. And others are saying, it's okay if you wanna sit and watch Netflix all the time, you don't have to be productive. In short, there have suddenly become a lot of experts in the field. All who know just what we each need to be doing and how to do it correctly. As a result, sadly, I am also seeing some shaming going on which is also what happens when one is grieving. You should be doing this. You shouldn't be feeling like that. And I should add here that sometimes that shaming comes from ourselves and not necessarily an outside force. The simple fact is you and I did not have a choice in regards to what has happened to us right now. However, we do have a choice in how we respond and cope. This is a very statement that I say to my grief work clients. You did not have a choice that your loved one died, but you have a choice in how you choose to grieve. So my friends, we have choices here in how we each decide to deal with what we have in front of us. Going back to the jigsaw puzzle analogy, 
I remind my clients that although their puzzle and life has fallen apart around them, there are pieces still present. We must simply take time to look at what is left and realize some of those pieces may be smaller. Some of them we may choose to remove. Or some things we just do differently. As we review the pieces that we have left, we will begin to readjust what our puzzle looks like. As I said, we may need to add new pieces. Right now, that may need to be technology. This is how we begin to cope with our current lives. I've heard so many people state, when we go back to normal, and for the most part, we can hope that most aspects of our lives will go back to normal, but we need to be realistic that social distancing may be slightly lifted, but there will be changes in how we go out to eat. Restaurants perhaps will not allow as many customers in at one time. A crisis changes us individually, and it changes us as a society. For example, look at what 9-11 did for how we now fly. What we do during our time of grief is to establish a new normal and realize that we are continuously trying to find those new coping techniques in regards to how it feels and what helps. Once again, I want to state here, there is no right or wrong way to do this, just healthy and unhealthy. Unhealthy coping involves drinking too much alcohol or abusing other drugs. It can mean not sleeping or sleeping too much. It could be not eating or overeating. It could be that you're spending way too much time on social media and overdosing on the current news. You could be isolating yourself, which although we're supposed to be practicing social distancing, you could be isolating yourself in regards to not responding when people reach out or not reaching out to others. I recently had a friend who proudly calls herself an introvert, but she stated that after about 12 days of being inside her house and only seeing people via technology, she truly needed to get out and see someone physically, so she had to go uh, do the click list at Kroger. Healthy coping now, it involves acknowledging how you're feeling, talking to your family or friends, finding positive ways to express your feelings of anger or anxiety, and that could be through a workout, it could be through journal writing, um, it could be by finding a new hobby, you could start researching healthy meals that you wanted to do. Before I end today's podcast, I wanted to review some of the normal grief emotions that we have when we're dealing with a loss in life, and likely you are feeling many of them currently. I never expect anyone to have all of them, but I stress that there's a variety and not all of us are going to feel the same way. Right now, the greatest emotion I feel that we're all having is anxiety. As we have had pieces of our lives taken from us currently, we now have the anxiety and fear of what's going to be next. It's a little bit like walking on eggshells, waiting for the next news of what your governor may order or that email that's going to be sent from your boss. Now, anxiety, of course, is physical feelings of shallow breathing, tight muscles, heart racing. But also right now, I feel so much of our anxiety is initially stemming from our thoughts. This is where we're trying to figure out what we will do if scenario X, Y, or Z happens. These thoughts then make us physically anxious. So this is where I encourage everyone to find ways to deal with their thoughts 
and their physical emotions. Remember to bring it back to what you know right now at the current moment, which is truly all any of us have control over or what we know about. Trust that you have the ability to cope with whatever happens. Because you know what? You've already dealt with a lifetime of things. I like to say if you're sitting in front of me or you're listening to this podcast, you have already made it through 100% of your bad days. Now true, some may have been really bad, but you made them through. There's also sadness that we're feeling. Sadness because of what is happening. Sadness over the loss of things we look forward to. A silly example, here in Kentucky, we certainly mourned March Madness. But there are so many that are sad and grieving over things such as final semesters of high school and college, the rituals of prom, graduation, weddings, their newborns that are being born and their grandparents can't see them. There's a sadness in the world for those who are grieving and cannot have the rituals of comfort such as a funeral that they typically would have. There may also be anger. Anger at those who are not practicing social distancing as we've been asked to do. Anger perhaps at whatever level of government you feel is responsible. There can simply be anger at higher power because all of this is happening. You could be feeling guilty because you're able to work and others have lost their jobs or even helpless that there isn't something that you can do or even more you can do. I also think many of us are still in a state of shock or surrealness that this is happening. For many, they do not know someone who has been diagnosed or who has died with COVID. And this can make it seem very absent. A few other common reactions that you may have in regards to grief are difficulty concentrating. Your focus has become shorter than it was. So you may find it very difficult to stay focused for any length of time. You may find yourself making more mistakes than normal. You may also find yourself becoming hyper-focused on certain things. Not unusual to see sleeping changes in regards to sleeping too much or sleeping not enough. Weight changes, which can vary in either direction, uh, loss of weight or gain in weight, changes in appetite. There's gonna be muscle tension not unusual to see increased headaches, backaches, or stomach issues. And there's also a greater chance of becoming sick with anything, not just COVID, because your immune system is down. Now, other behaviors that you might see in yourself or others are being overly active, maybe even more creative than normal. You're just an overall inability to rest. You could also find yourself being more underactive. You may feel extremely depressed, extremely heavy. It's difficult to get up and do anything. There may be changes in your work performance if you're still working. You may find yourself crying more, maybe not wanting to contact others. You may also find yourself seeking assurance from others, uh, constantly just going and seeking that. Now, as you can see, the reactions and feelings you may be having are varied and no two individuals are going to have the same feelings or react the same way. What is most important for all of us right now is focusing upon the pieces of our lives that we have at this moment and realizing that you may still have many of what you have always had. They just simply look different. And you may find that adding new paces may help you, such as 
seeking life coaching, counseling, beginning to exercise, creating a journal writing uh, routine, reaching out to others in a different manner for support. As I tell my clients, we do not know what the new normal will eventually look like, but we are able to focus upon what helps us right now and at the current time. What I feel is best for each of us to do right now is first be kind to ourselves and realize that what you are feeling is okay. It is only if we choose to do something harmful or unhealthy that it isn't okay. Realize that not every activity that we do to cope is going to work every day. I like to tell my clients I'm helping you to create a self-care toolbox. And just as no one tool is universal and can do everything, there is no one coping technique that is going to help us every single day. If you need to rest, then rest. But also realize that movement is healthy, so there may be days when forcing yourself to take a walk may be just what you need. Remember, the longer that you sit, it becomes much more difficult to move. So even just consider stretching. Don't feel as if you are somehow, quote, failing to do things the right way, end quote. As with everything in life, we do not have to have and we don't have a rule book for how to live during a pandemic. And depending upon who you are, where you live, and your current situation, it is of course going to look different. Know that where you currently are is not where you're going to always be. A client recently shared that she read an article written by a Chinese man in the Wall Street Journal and he stated that when they were first forced into staying at home, it felt as if it were going to be forever. But now, as the restrictions are beginning to be lifted, he looks back and sees that time went by rather quickly. Now, on that note, just as we do when we grieve, we often look at the pieces of our life and realize there are ones that we do not want to continue with, or at least change them. And we also recognize there would be things that we thought we could not live without that are not painful to be without at all. Now, as for the section when I share with you how I'm doing and how I'm dealing with the emotions that I currently am having, I'm very open in regards that I have struggled with the thought that I need to be doing more, more for my clients, more for my current business, what I have established for myself is I attempt to create something each day and then I accept that what I do each day is enough. I am extremely sad that the vacation I was looking so forward to and truly needing is not going to happen. James and I had not really been on a significant vacation in many years because of our own work schedules and I do now worry when will we ever take that vacation. But I also remind myself that we will find something when it's the right time. I'm also following the self-care sheet that I mentioned in the last episode, or I think it was two episodes ago. Uh, I find that it helps me to have that balance in my day that I need and just really recognize what is it I'm doing for myself. So my friends, life is not going as planned for any of us right now. And there are so many lessons to learn during this time. Most of these lessons we are not going to understand until much later. Just remember that you are the one who is responsible for how you choose to cope and deal with this time. Try to make it one that you can look back on and be happy about. Until next time, my friends, stay safe, 
healthy. And don't be afraid to write your own how-to book. If you love this episode, I would be honored if you subscribe, leave a short review, and share this episode with your friends. Continue the conversation with me on Facebook at How to Make a Life Health and Life Coaching and on Instagram at How to Make a Life. If you're interested in receiving my newsletter, working with me as a client or a speaker, visit my website at howtomakealife.com. Remember, life doesn't come with instructions. You get to write your own.